Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Hallelujah, Tribe Abuja. Can we bless God this morning? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you just say hi to five people and tell them how beautiful they look? Tell them you love their hair, their shoes. You may have your seats. Did we have a great week? Good week? Yes, no. It was a week. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're just going to jump right into the word. Um, Can we open to Ephesians 2 from verse 8? So we're going to read the ESV and then the NLT. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God had prepared beforehand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then the NLT. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. Tell your neighbor, you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. <coughs> so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we have read. Sorry. Father, thank you. Uh, I pray as we go through the word this morning that you speak to me and through me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we are in episode three of a series we started um, called In Christ. Hallelujah. And it's our journey to remind ourselves who we are in Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us, the entire New Testament tells us that our, our identity is in Christ Jesus. That we are one with Christ. Hallelujah. That's all the New Testament writers have been trying to prove or to explain all their letters, everything they've been saying, is that we are one. <coughs> Sorry. This is hot water. Any... <laughs> that, that we are <laughs> what? says that we are one with Christ, that we have union with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So I said yes, um, last week that our life 
is <clears throat> is in Christ Jesus. The gospel is that we have died with Christ, been buried with Christ, resurrected in Christ, and now we have life in Christ Jesus. And Paul told us in Colossians 3 that what this life we have in Christ is what? Hidden in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can hinder us from experiencing God. Nothing can uh, 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 um, deny us from fully experiencing God except ourselves. That's why Paul prayed in um, Ephesians chapter 3 that I pray you come to the knowledge and understanding and comprehension with all the saints. Hallelujah. And you know the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, the love of God. You know God's love fully. And then you'll be filled with the fullness of God. So last week I did Hidden in Christ. And this week, I'm going to be talking about masterpiece in Christ. Hallelujah. Masterpiece in Christ. Repeat after me. Masterpiece in Christ. Okay, so Paul um, was explaining in Ephesians here. He starts off by making the church understand the identity in Christ. That this is, why you are, this is who you are in Christ. You are blessed in Christ. You are seated in Christ. He uses chapter 1 to say all of this. Now, he makes them understand that this newfound life that you have is not because you are a good person. It's not because you have done good things. Amen. So you can't even boast about it. You can't take credit for it. For you are God's workmanship. You are God's masterpiece made anew, created in Christ Jesus for good works according to the plans of God long ago. Hallelujah. Amen. Nobody's lost so far, right? One of my favorite, um, I've not had the opportunity yet, but someday, um, one of my favorite um, paintings or artworks is that of Michelangelo. He's in the Sistine Chapel. He did this elaborate painting. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. One of the most um, popular ones is that of the creation of Adam. Um, you see the painting of God and Adam trying to, hands touch and trying to reach. And um, there was a time I even had that in my office because it always resonated with me. And it took Michelangelo <clears throat> four years to paint that. Four years. I, I, I don't know how true it is, but there are stories of him even developing back problems because for those four years, he spent most of it, you know, on his back, painting that entire, um, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. The closest I've gone to it is one of my friends who went there and brought back a souvenir. Um, so on our fridge, we have this, um, what's this, what are those fridge things called? Magnets. So I have that. So technically, <laughs> in a way, I've been to Rome. Praise God. Thank you. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I always just go back to look at it. And um, I, I go back to read about, you know, the re- Renaissance painters and particularly someone like Michelangelo, who was not even a painter. Painting was his side hustle. Yeah. He was a sculptor. He, he, he did not like painting. What he wanted to do was sculpt. Just imagine your, all your side hustles are <laughs> masterpieces. But I had this, just preparing for this, I had this 
funny experience, and I want you to imagine with me. Imagine you go to the Louvre in France. That's the museum where the Mona Lisa is kept. And you're standing in front of the Mona Lisa. And for some reason, the Mona Lisa refuses to show herself that day. She's like, she packs up and she leaves, I'm done. I don't want to be fine today. I don't want to be a great painting today. Just, I can see you chuckle, I can see you laugh, because it's absurd, right? Right? Yeah. I feel like many of us, that's how our Christian life is. Bible is telling us here that you are God's workmanship. The NLT translates workmanship as masterpiece, which means you are the best thing God has created. You are the best thing he has created. Then, when people come to our lives, we refuse to shine. When people come to our lives, we refuse to show forth. We refuse to show how, what God has made us. God is saying that you are the best thing. So let's say um, Leonardo um, da Vinci, I almost said DiCaprio. Um, let's say Da Vinci's best painting. I don't, I don't know if he saw that as his best work, but let's say that that's what it is, right? Like he's saying, this is the best thing I've ever produced. Then for some reason, he's showing everybody and the Mona Lisa has some form of sentience and conscience and refuses to show up that day. It's absurd. The Bible tells us that the earth is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. The earth is waiting for the manifestations of God's masterpiece. The earth is waiting for God's highest creation to show themselves. But what do we do? We cower in timidity. We hide behind our fears. We hide behind our insecurities. We hide behind our mistakes. But God is saying, I have made you the best thing. You are the apex of my creation. Nothing in creation can be better than you. And you may be looking at me like, this guy is yearning dust. I did not come up with this. It's in the Bible. Hallelujah. You are God's masterpiece. He, is building, he has built you to such good taste that he is saying that I'm going to move in. Do you understand? Eva and I are we're in a season where we are looking for a new house. And if you... I don't know what happened. Like, real estate in Abuja has never gone down. So that's one. Then two, sometimes it's just that I'm a pastor, so I can't insult some of the agents. And do you understand? Like the houses they show us. Like you expect me to stay here with my wife and daughter. They say, well, God, now you feel you. Do you have other options? <laughs> and we've been on this journey for two, three months now. I'm not, who knows what I'm talking about? Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's wild out there. But God is saying that I have built you to such a 
Okay, for the first, I don't know, I drove into a part of Asokoro yesterday, and I was speaking in tongues because I never, <laughs> I was like, what? This is here? And if I was like surprised, yes, now, like, I thought I, I was, anyway, let's not go into that. I'm not vain, no, I'm not vain. I'm just saying, um, God, whatever you think is the best thing that has been created, God is saying it's not up to what he has made you. Are, are you getting me? Are you following me? He's saying that I have built you to such a point that you are the best thing I've created here on earth. Even the angels are, are confused by it because they are asking, what is it about this creature that they cannot even recognize who God is? How awesome and wondrous he is. How beautiful he is. And they continue in their rebellion. What is it about this that you are even going to die for them? Even the angels cannot understand. But God is telling us this morning. Like I told you last week. Righteousness does not care about your feelings. Are you with me? God has made you his masterpiece. It's not, you don't have to feel it now. It's the truth and it's the truth. Your duty is to start living it out. Hallelujah. You are God's masterpiece. And it is fact. It's the truth. That's what the Lord says. Amen. But you have not made yourself. Do you know one of the biggest lies in the world? When you hear someone say, I'm a self-made man. Biggest lie. That you are self-made. The Bible tells us, let's look at the, at the verse there. It says that, for you are what? You are God's masterpiece. Created, hallelujah, in Christ Jesus. So, um, the ESV translates it as what? We are, work, we are God's workmanship, hallelujah. We are God's masterpiece, right? Now, I want you to, the, the thoughts that came to mind is, if we are God's workmanship, it means in a way, because we are created in Christ Jesus, Christ is the, permit me to use, workshop. Hallelujah. So the workmanship was made in the workshop, which is Christ. So we are made from materials that are of Christ. Hallelujah. The tools, the raw materials was not borrowed from somewhere else. Are you with me? Are you with me, tribe? Wake up. It was not borrowed from somewhere else. You were made from the same materials that Christ was made from. I mean, is. Amen. You are the same. You have the same, same elements. The same building materials. The same raw materials that Christ is made of. We were made from Christ. We've been created anew in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you know, God is not trying to patch up your life. Do you understand? God is not in the business of renovation. Hallelujah. He's in the business of creating anew. One of Eva's favorite series is just watching these um, home makeovers. And for the life of me, I... I She's not here, so I can say. Like I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand it. Like it's beautiful, but she's like, come and see. They gave them a new. They gave them. I'm like, please don't tell her I said this. 
but like it's beautiful. Do you understand? But like these home make um, makeover um, reality shows. What they do is they move in. Probably someone cannot afford it, and they surprise them with a new kitchen, a new whatever. Right? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? God is not in the business of making people's lives over. Are you with me? God is not in the business of renovation. He is in the business of renewal. He's in the business of making you anew. Hallelujah. So he's not borrowing raw materials from, um, from around the world and, and patching people up. No, that's not what God is doing. God is making you anew. You have been made, you have been made anew in the workshop of Christ Jesus. Glory to God. So you are God's workmanship created, hallelujah, in the workshop of Christ. And if you read verse 8, it says that the, you are this way so that you cannot boast. Because if our testimony is that we are self-made, you will have to uh, you will have to explain how you got your mind. You have to explain how you got your brain. How you got your body. Do you get what I'm going? Do you know everything that is created, everything that is created was not created out of nothing. And I mean here on earth. Was not created out of nothing. Are you with me? Do you agree? So the phone in your hands has raw materials from different places, right? So the chip has um, probably silicon or something and it's taken from, you know, another country. Um, the glass is made from somewhere. They, they bring it, the raw materials from another country. Do you understand? Most phones, Seth, they, they, they don't make their parts fully by themselves. So a company may make something. It was until recently Apple even started making their own chips. Do you understand? They used to use, was it Intel? I can't recall. But you get the idea I'm, I'm, I'm going for. Like, everything that is made on earth is borrowed from something. So you don't wake up and see jollof rice in your house, and you're like, this was made out of nothing. Do you understand? There was what? Rice from the farm. Um, the ingredients, the spices from different parts. Do you understand? That made it what? The food, the jollof rice. Amen. Are you guys tracking with me? But we have been made anew in Christ Jesus. And the only raw materials we've been made from is Christ himself. God did not borrow from anyone or anything to make you. Some of us are still struggling with this thing. That you are one with Christ. That you are in Christ. Because you, you keep looking at your life through your own eyes. Come up hither. That's what the angel told John. Come up here. And I'm inviting you this morning to come up to the level of God and look at your life as Christ is. Because when Christ looks at you, he sees you made anew in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So there's something for some of us here. I can see there's this, there's this tussle that you're having in your head. Because you want your good works to count for something. You want, you know, no, but I'm a kind person. I'm a good Christian. No, I don't insult. Therefore, I deserve the righteousness of God. I tithe. I give. I am, I am loving. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great person. Therefore, God should. No, 
that's not the formula in the New Testament. Hallelujah. God has because of his son. Hallelujah. Amen, tribe. So all our good works now, which now goes to the next point I want to make here, is that, number one, is that we are God's workmanship. Number two, we've been created in the workshop, which is Christ. Hallelujah. And number three, we've been, what, created for good works. Amen. So all our works, all our righteous deeds, everything we do, whether you sleep, eat, drink, whatever it is you do, whether you're in ministry, whether you're in the marketplace, everything you do, God has created you for good works. Everybody say good works. God has created you for good works. Hallelujah. That's why God has created you. That your very life, everything you do, should make, uh, 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 should give God glory. So Jesus shows up in and Matthew, and one of his first sermons is he's telling them that you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. He did not say you can become. He did not say you can become the light of the world. Hallelujah. He says you are glory. You are. He's, he's, he's telling you who you are in Christ. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You are my masterpiece. You are the highest thing I've ever created. You are the best thing I've ever created. Why? So when people look at you, they see the good, and through your good works, they praise your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. So what are good works? Good works are not what will earn you righteousness. Amen? Good works are the things we do because we are righteous. Tribe, are you with me? So, we don't do good works because we want to be righteous. You are not loving and kind because you want reward from God. You don't give because you want God to give you. You do all of this because God has done it all already for you. Amen. So, you show forth your salvation because you are saved already. Not so that you can be saved. Amen? So, we cannot boast about our good works. Hallelujah. We boast in Christ Jesus. We show forth through our living, in our speech, in our thoughts, in our words, everything we do. We show forth the glory of God. We show forth this beautiful life that we have in Christ Jesus through our good works. So that no man may boast... Hallelujah. No man may boast. You are not working to earn salvation. You are working because you have received salvation. Hallelujah. So everything we do, whether in your workplace, you don't just show you're a Christian in in church. So we can gather here and put on the best outfits and look nice in front of each other. We'll raise our hands. We'll say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But tomorrow, Monday, at our workplace, in our homes, what does it look like to be God's masterpiece? Because the earth is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. So in your home, your parents, your siblings, your family is waiting for you to show up. The earth is waiting for you to show up. The earth is groaning, is crying out for the sons of God 
to show themselves. Which is where we now come to why is it then that the children of God walk in walk in a way that we, 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 we shouldn't be walking in. And like I said last week, the, the, heart, the farthest distance is between the heart and the mind. It's between your head and your heart. So we hear all these things I'm saying, but it's not reconciling in our day-to-day. Why? It's because we've not allowed it to sit in. So you may be here and you're hearing Pastor Jesse say that um, we are in Christ, you are in Christ, you are in Christ, and you live here and it doesn't show. Why? A couple of reasons. For instance, one of them is we live in fear. But we've not received the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. We receive the spirit of sonship. Glory to God. So the sons of God are the masterpieces of God. You must deal with fear in your life. I can't remember what I was watching this week and the person was saying that fear, where there's fear, there should be courage. I can't remember the exact context. Anyway, but here's the point. Like, we must all rise to become everything that God has called you to be. Are you with me? So we must deal with fear in our lives. Fear should not be part of our vocabulary. Fear should not be part of what we, how we live our lives. So you don't even know you're afraid of certain things sometimes. You don't know that you're dealing with fear until probably you're put in a situation. But if there's something you're afraid of, and, and you know what, eh? I've, I've seen how fear, people operate out of fear, but they think they are, they are confident. So our, some reactions to situations in our lives, it's not because you are actually bold. It's because you are afraid. Then you put up this front and you're like, nobody should try me or me. I, I can break, I chew bottle for a living. I do all this. You, 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 no, it's fear. It's fear. Timidity. But the children of God, we must live boldly. Hallelujah. We must live boldly. There are people here afraid of marriage. Probably because of stories you've heard. Situations you've been in, what's happening? You will stand up. Are you explain? <laughs> Are you afraid of marriage? He is. Okay. Please place your hand on him and just pray for him. Amen. But you go anyway. Um, um, some people are afraid of marriage. Why? Because probably a past relationship, um, their own past experience, whatever it is. Do you know God is in the business of renewal? Hallelujah. God is in the business of renewing your mind. He's not renovating your mind. God is not in the business of patching up. So we must deal with fear. Hallelujah. Then we must deal with pride. Pride. This thing that we think that we are better than others. This uh, we, 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 in a way, we defy ourselves. We um, lift ourselves to positions that we are not. But you've been created anew in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you know being humble is actually harder than being, it's harder than being proud. Ask Jesus. 
it's actually harder. But we don't show forth ourselves because we are not humble enough to allow God work in us so that we can do good works. So if we come out making this claim that we are self-made men, like most you know, hip-hop, most rappers do, that they are self-made, self-made, self-made. Meanwhile, they don't own their masters. Jesus, Jesse. They don't own their masters. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? They don't own their music. And you're self-made. Bros, how? <laughs> no such thing. So we must deal with pride in our lives. Hallelujah. Then we must confront the lie of the enemy. How many of us remember when I did competing voices? We must confront the lie of the enemy. Anytime the enemy shows up and tells you, reminds you of some error, some mistake in your past. God, you should remind yourself of who God says you are. You come to this verse and just say, I have been created anew in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I am a new man in Christ Jesus. Tribe, am I with you? So what... You say, what God says over you should be bigger and more important than how you feel. It should be bigger and more important than what anybody says surrounding you, what the world is saying, what your neighbor is saying, what your family is saying. God's voice should be the loudest. Amen. You deal with the lies in your life. You deal with the pride. You deal with the fears in your life. And then we can become God's masterpiece, God's workmanship that have been created in the workshop called Christ for good works. Hallelujah. And look at the, the last part of chapter 10, of verse 10, or um, chapter 2, verse 10. It says that according to what God has prepared for us long ago. So do you know there is, there's a path God wants you to take. And the path is that of you showcasing his glory by being God's masterpiece. So when people come to your life, there is something, you know, um, most paintings these days, um, I don't know it. Okay, so let me, let me explain this way. You know how art critics, they, there's always this way they interpret stories. So, so even in, if you listen to hip-hop now, most of us that listen to hip-hop, there's always this, you're trying to decipher this person's line, do you understand, and the rest. Meanwhile, most of them, I've actually even heard Eminem say, that's not what he meant, but... You know, somebody just like, oh my God, this was a fobble or tundra. You know, like, it has six layers of meaning. Anyway, you get, you get what I'm saying? Where was I going with this? So when people look at your life, the thing they should be seeing is what God intended. Are you with me? So I know when people, um, when people put stuff out into the world, people have different ways they interpret it. Right, but when God, but they, there's what the artist intended to do. So, for instance, now there's postmodern um, art, which is my goodness, is nonsense. I don't know how many of you saw some some years ago. Somebody taped a banana to a wall. I mean, who saw that? And it sold for how much? I can't even remember. But people came and were like, "Oh my God!" Like, <laughs> probably the. The artist is through his postmodern thoughts. He's saying the banana, the yellow signifies um, sunlight. Is it, I don't know. I don't know. But it's just a lot of contemporary postmodern art. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's crap. Because the idea is there is no truth. 
Do you understand? So the artist uh, doesn't say um, this is what it means. He asks you, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? Live your own truth. What, what does yellow mean to you? If everybody lives like that, I will define yellow and uh, red light. I was about to use traffic light in Nigeria, but we all... <laughs> but you get the point I'm trying to make. Like red light, which means stop, will not mean... Because if I had to define that according to my own truth, it could mean something else. But that's what most postmodern art is. It's, it's just like, leave your own truth. What does it mean to you? What, what do you see? That's not, God, God does not deal with like that. Hallelujah. God deals with an absolute worldview that he is truth. So God has a plan, an intention for you. Hallelujah. Just as, you know, even the Renaissance painters, they had their own intention. They had their own way of um, interpreting what they were creating. Amen? God has made you. He's painting your life. He's sculpting your life. He has sculpted your life and you in Christ Jesus with an intention. So you are God's masterpiece, God's workmanship, created in the workshop called Christ for good works, while according to the plans that and purposes he has created for us long ago. So one of our duties is, now that we know we are God's best thing created here on earth, what, what for? Amen. What, to what end? To what purpose? Hallelujah. People should not look at our lives and just say, hmm, what does is, what is Jesse's life look like to you? So we now see, do you know this thing is creeping into the, into the church? Where we now see people who, now, who don't even believe in uh, 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 marriage as just a man and a woman. And men these days now like, no, you can have as many as you want. Like, no, no, sir. That's not what the Bible is saying. So people are interpreting different things according to their own truth. People should look at your life and say, this person lived for God. This marriage is of God. Hallelujah. So our duty, one of our duties is now, okay, now that we know this truth, we ask God, we go to him and we ask, Lord, what is your purpose for my life? What have you created me to do? What am I supposed to become in you? Hallelujah. Because you've been created as workmanship in a workshop called Christ. Hallelujah. For good works according to the patterns and according to what he has written concerning you. All our very lives should be telling the story God has written. Amen. So God has written out a story for you. Your duty is to go to him, go to his word and find out what he has written concerning you and leave it out. Glory. You're not, you're not supposed to live as, you know, the world is living now, which is postmodern thought, which is taking everywhere. Just, just live free, live as you should. No, sir, that's not, that's not for the Christian. That's not for the believer. We have an exclusive, absolute truth. And that truth is not just a concept. It's not just philosophy. It's a person called Christ. We are supposed to live as uh, uh, Christ lived. Glory to God. Amen. Which now brings me to where I'm 
I, I want to kind of land. Many of us um, feel like our past, we cannot get, we cannot, you cannot get over your past. And what I'm saying, you may be like, yeah, Pastor Jesse, but the life I lived before, I cannot get rid of it. But there is forgiveness. Hallelujah. Amen. God does not forgive a part of your sins. He's not telling you to go and come back. He <laughs> you are born again. He, he did not uh, 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 just create one part of your body anew. Amen. I want you to get over the sins of your past. I don't even care what you did last night. What's important is what you're hearing now. Today. Now. For there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When? Now. Now. Now is the most important time of your life. Not your past. Not your future even. It's the now. Because the now defines how you look at your past. When you look at your past, you should see how God has redeemed you from death. Then you glorify him. And what does that mean? It means that your future is set, is bright. Hallelujah. Because what you see in the now is the truth of God. Hallelujah. So there's nothing that the blood of God, the, the blood of Christ cannot cleanse. And make a new. Amen, tribe. Am I speaking to someone? That you have, he has made you his masterpiece. So whatever you think, whatever you think you've done that is not redeemable by Christ, then God is not God. Because if he claims that he has come to save the earth, if his claim is true, then it is true. He's not forgiving a, a part of us. Hallelujah. He's not forgiving some of our sins. He has forgiven us and forgiven us fully and freely. Amen. That is the gospel. That is the gospel. Listen, I did not come up with this. It's in your Bible. That's what Paul is telling us in verse 8. That you have received it as a free gift by the grace of God. Hallelujah. That it's a free gift. There's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do to purchase it. This new life that you have. Nothing you can do. None of your good works. There's no amount of money you will give to Christ. There's no, nothing you do to lay your life down. That, 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 that you can do to earn this new life that you have in Christ Jesus. God is in the business of restoration, but the restoration is not renovation. He is literally making you new, a new man in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you just bow your heads and just pray for what you've heard? You are a masterpiece in Christ Jesus. You are a masterpiece in Christ Jesus. God has made you anew. God has made you anew. You are a new man in Christ Jesus. You are a masterpiece, God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece.
So is there any area of your life that you feel does not resonate with what God is saying? It could be your finances. It could be your work life. It could be your mental health. It could be your body dealing with a health challenge. Is there any area of your life that you feel does not align with this truth that you hear this morning? Realign. Just pray over what you've heard this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we worship you. We give you praise. I pray for every person in this room, Lord. They have been created anew in Christ Jesus. Remind us that we are your masterpiece. We are your workmanship. And we've been created in Christ with the very thing that Christ is made of. And that we have been created for good works. According to your purposes. Written out long ago. Lord, thank you for the tribe. I pray that we'll be empowered with your grace. For your glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.